had this agent bug me my senior year of high school. She wouldn't stop hitting me up. <laughs> I had uh, reacted to this little thing on Facebook. And a few months later, I was flying to L.A. for a PacSun casting. And then um, that's how I was scouted by L.A. models. So that kind of started my modeling in uh 2015 2016 cool so now you're back at it again and you're with one you have a model manager you have a mother agent have you been working on any campaigns or working on any photo shoots or editorials lately not yet you know i've been testing and you know improving my portfolio this is sort of like my second bad at modeling i took a little break and then started back in 2020 so you know that was kind of an uphill battle to 2020 trying to <laughs> jump back into things so now you know things are starting to you know take off that's dope yeah 2020 uh we all know i don't even remember that year right <laughs> every every day has been a competitive one it's been up and down uh you wake up you go to sleep it's just been 24 yeah. hours of uh, pure eternal bliss to say the least. in the house <laughs> so now you're back in the game what are you going to do differently that that you didn't do in the beginning uh, professionalism. That's the, that's the big thing. You know, being early, not even on time, you know, being prepared, having, you know, having, uh, the concealer that's your skin tone with you just in case the makeup artist can't put it together. Just little things like that. Just being prepared. Yeah. I would say professionalism is really, really what's key. Before that's so funny. You mentioned that uh, about the concealer and the makeup. Um, a lot of the, a lot of models complain about the makeup, not matching their skin complexion. The makeup artist is normally not of ethnicity or, they're not used to working with them, you know, with their sort of background. Do you have any any stories that you can share with us or any telltale all? Um, in terms of makeup, I haven't ran into any problems. Usually, you know, I really appreciate the artists that have a close attention to skin, like in terms of skin health. I feel like that's really important. And also the, you know, the artists that will empower you, you know, you know, sometimes people will be worried about blemishes and this and that. And they're like, no, you know, we're still shooting skin, still tells a story. It doesn't have to be perfect, you know. We just don't want bags under your eyes. Everything else is fine. Yeah, bags under our eyes. That's pretty much what we all have right now with the New York Fashion Week going on. <laughs> yeah, mentally <laughs> and physically exhausted. Super. But it's a lot of fun. And it's only, you know, a couple of weeks, maybe a week and a half at best, sometimes two weeks, meetings and greetings. And that's why when we spoke to uh, Armand Hayes, one of our creative members of our team, he was saying that he met this real cool model, had this real cool look. And he was like, you got to talk to him. He was like, awesome. he, yeah, he, he talked about how everybody was mesmerized with these eyes. So, <laughs> so can you can you elaborate on some of your ethnicity or your background? Yeah, so uh, I guess it's a little eclectic. So Nigerian, Ghanaian, and uh, Seminole. So Florida Seminole. What side of the family is Nigerian? Uh, so it's, my dad did the little... Um, uh, 23 and me or Gene. Yeah, exactly. The 23 and <laughs> me. And then um, both my parents actually have the Seminole background. My dad's actually from Florida. And then my mom is, uh, there's actually also an Oklahoma Seminole. So my mom gets a Seminole from that side, Oklahoma Seminole. Nice. And what have you, I guess, have you connected with any other unknown family members that, that um, you didn't know before when your dad did the 23 and me? Actually haven't. I mean, it's crazy. I really do have family all over. Like, I, I'll get a call from my dad sometimes. He's like, oh, you know, we have a cousin in the Poconos. I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> that's random. But yeah, all around the, the country, I do have, you know, family members that I haven't been able to connect with. But it's something I'm looking forward to in the future, definitely. Uh, we have a family in um, in Northern California, a family in, in Atlanta, a family in Florida, the whole state of Florida. So we're pretty spread out. So you probably have... Um, tasted some fried alligator, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fried alligator, fried conch. You know? <laughs> yeah. Fried alligator is, is very good. Or like, for, to me, it's good. But it's like, I guess the first two or three minutes, you're like, what's wrong with my stomach? Because, you know, I don't eat it as much as you guys do. Yeah. There. I probably eat it every one, you know, one out of every eight years. <laughs> you need a little kombucha afterwards. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, speaking of which... What are some of your aspirations as a, a model? Do you um, do you have any dream clients? Yeah, I mean, one of them is right here, Fear of God. I would love to work with Jerry Lorenzo. But yeah, I love luxury streetwear and I love uh, high-end fashion. So, you know, Celine, Fendi, I love Rick Owens. So I would love to do uh, those types of brands as well as, you know, the Stone Islands. And like, so a mixture of, you know, streetwear as well as, you know, the high-end luxury and what photographers would you like to work with? 
Um, I can't think of any of on the top of my head. One photographer I love shooting with is uh, Ronnie Ray in Los Angeles. Uh, he usually brings the best out of me. Um, we have a really good energy. But any photographers off the top of my head, I'd be one that shot the photo from a couple of days ago. He did Women's Magazine for years, and he I could just tell he, that it was just automatic with him. He, he did some really good work. What did you like most about his work? Uh, just how clean the photos were. They're just so clean, and he understood the angles, and, you know, he just brought the best out of me uh just and it, it was very hectic you know it, during the showcase so he was able to pull me to the side you know stand right here and uh, get some good shots wow that's dope yeah some of the best photographers they, they get you in your zone and just put you where you gotta go and get you where, right you know where you need to be and get the shot wow, so it was so much going on and it, it just right. looks like a tight image it looks like it was in studio while they're on coffee <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool what are some of your, okay, so, oh, would you ever want to do catalog clients as well? And if so, which type of catalog clients, like high-end, mid-luxury, apartment store? Definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm from Seattle area, so Nordstrom has always been uh, something that's, you know, <laughs> uh, it's a staple in my area. I love uh, Neiman Marcus. Uh, it would be, it'd be great to, you know, have a blown-up photo at Bloomingdale's or Neiman Marcus or Set Sachs. Because those are like the last great department stores, you know. <laughs> it's not really a yeah. thing anymore. Yeah, it's not. They kind of scaled back. Actually, fun fact: I was actually um, an executive trainee at, from, in the corporate office at Saks Fifth Avenue way back when. So, um, you know, that, that was interesting. But that program was very intense. It was like it was like going to, going back to college, pretty much. I went to Cornell. Wow. And um, when you get recruited by Saks, I think it's Saks, Neiman's, and Nordstrom's, the, the top three you, you mentioned. They have some of the best uh, training programs in the business, and they really get you on track to retail math. What else? They, they talk about how to, you know, I guess, service the customers, how to run a big book of business. They talk about how to forecast and trend. So it was, really, it was a really interesting program. I never thought I would be in this area, but nevertheless, I am originally from Detroit. So Okay. Yeah. And my family so, in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> and my family in Atlanta. So um, it's great to, to see a, a dynamic person like yourself. It's been a while since I've seen somebody with your look. Um, so I was, I was, you know, at first I was like, oh my God, he's kind of, I'm a little hesitant because it's like his, his look is so strong. Everybody is mm -hmm. so... Everything is so, I don't know, I guess you want to say it's Instagrammable. And yeah. I think, think TikTok is like really taking over. Instagram was so, everybody was kind of, I feel like everybody's kind of Photoshopped. We're all showing the best sides of ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it doesn't feel as organic as TikTok. TikTok, they don't use as many filters, I feel. And I, I, I like the content. And I also feel like the shadow banning, particularly for people of color, marginalized communities. Yeah, I definitely so, noticed that. Yeah, I noticed that. I'm like, okay, this guy only had like 100 followers, but they had 50,000 views. <laughs> you know? So sometimes we'll post on Instagram. or So a lot of models, you know, they say the same thing. They'll post on Instagram. They won't get any reaction right away. They have to promote it. Still no reaction. Are you finding those issues as well? I personally haven't. I think my only drawback with Instagram is just I took time off. And now, you know, I've seen to find a rhythm in terms of posting and, and interacting with, you know, people that want to see what I have going on. Um, TikTok, I think it's a learning curve. That It'll definitely be a learning curve for me, just that short format, video content. But I definitely watched, since I started modeling, you know, 2014 going into 2015, I definitely watched like the, the uh, how, how content is put together and how the industry has somewhat changed to more so like it's more so influencer based. Um, images aren't really as as received as more so, you know, 15 second videos, 30 second videos. So it's been um, an adjustment for me as well, trying to catch up. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. The industry kind of made a shift too, you know, like like we were just, we kind of, I guess we kind of touched on it, but the industry used to be, you know, it was all about how, you know, back in the day, it was about 15 years ago or more, it was all about, you know, how good, you know, how good of a look you had, how, how well you modeled, you posed. In addition to you, to you being professional and, and doing it, you know, doing the assignment and making it pop and just having, you know, doing your research on the client and knowing what they, what they want and expect and asking them questions and creating a relationship. Definitely. Now it seems like it's all about eyeballs. It's all mm -hmm. about eyeballs. And they want to know what you're doing. Get ready with me. Though. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? Do you feel like you're going you're gonna to try to adjust to that? Or do you feel like you have a, a mental struggle with that a little bit? I feel like a lot of the male models, they're like, oh my God, I got to 
you know, show somebody I'm putting on my shoes. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to be an adjustment, you know, and I think I'm probably going to outsource those types of things because I have a lot of friends in marketing and, and that do media. So I'm going to just take the videos and have them put them together. You know, there has been a shift, but I think there's been some positives in terms of like the inclusivity, you know, the representation in terms of, uh, you know, curve models, and Latinx models, LGBTQ community. So, um, you know, there's pros and cons to, to change and, you know, we just have to roll with it. Yeah, it's, it's good to see that we're all abandoning together for, you know, for the right reasons, of course. But I feel like we've all been pushed into a corner to do so. And, you know, times are changing, like you said. And it's great to see and hear that you are open to change. So where do you see yourself in the next two or three years? Man, I, I better be bi-coastal, either bi-coastal or, you know, in Milan or, some, you know, somewhere where modeling full time. You know, that's the goal is to, um, you know, be able to, you know, do what I love, you know, full time and and provide for myself. And what? so you said Milan. What about South Africa? I think you would be, you have a great oh, look for South Africa. I would love it. <laughs> yeah. I would love it. I feel like Cape Town would be great for you. You should definitely talk yeah. to your model manager about that. And then I also see you doing a lot of stuff with like Gap and even Banana Republic. You have a Banana Republic kind of look. If you study a lot of the models from back in the day, there's a there's a handful of you guys with your eye color and your look and feel and energy where you're a little over six feet. You're about six mm-hmm. two, six one. And it's like, oh, I think, I think it's, I know I'm aging myself, but Brent Zachary, you should look him up. Okay, um, I'll look him up. Yeah, you should look him up and study him. Very nice jawline, very nice physique, very nice teeth and eyes. He, he was doing it. He did. Um, and I think he was around the time with Boris Kojo and like Tyson Beckford. Yeah, so I was going to say Boris. Yeah, so yeah. Those, those types of guys are great for you to study because they have really um, great careers and they transcend to do other things. And speaking mm-hmm. of which, do you think you'll be transcending into any other avenues of entertainment? If we want to get into acting classes, uh, for sure. Other than that, you know, I, w- I want to get into expand my investments and, in, in, you know, real estate. My, my dad's a broker and, and realtor. So that's what I grew up around, driving around the houses on the weekend. So, um, you know, real estate development and, uh, and that sort of thing. That's dope. As you like the second or third person I spoke to, they were talking to me about the real estate. And my mom was a real estate broker and she took me to all these open houses. Yeah. And, and then she, she fast forward, she's now an interior designer and, or yeah, she designed spaces. So that was kind of interesting to hear. So now that you have that in your blood, that's kind of dope because you already know the industry is very remote now. I know back in the day, models had to go and do casting calls at different studios and different places. Now it's like you can do your casting calls from your computer at home. Yeah, from Zoom. Yeah, Zoom. So it's like a different world. Have you been experiencing a lot of those Zoom meetings too? I haven't haven't had a Zoom casting yet. You know, it's been in person or direct booking. but yeah, I haven't done the Zoom casting, but, you know, I think that would definitely open up opportunities being able to, uh, you know, times when I'm not in L.A. or New York, being able to, you know, be face to face with a client and showing my personality and, and what I'm about for sure. Yeah. And back in the day, I know a lot of models and particularly the men, they always had to have like multiple agencies in different markets. And I know Chicago is another area. Um, I think one management is in Chicago too. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, yeah, they are. You know, that's another market. So it's just kind of good for you to be with the agency like one because they're so diverse, they have great clients, and they always tend to have some of the models of the moment. I think it's awesome for you. And I was so excited to hear that you were with them. And then you told me about your other representation. So I was like, wow, he has a little team now. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Do you find it a little difficult to listen to some of the agents or what are some of the, um, the, I guess some of the obstacles you face that you can be um, somewhat candid, maybe you can be an inspiration or help with another model. Um, I think it's uh, understanding like email structure and how to how to get your uh, where you're coming from across an email because you know it can be completely different you know when you're in the office versus in the email because you know you don't have that voice inflection and and that understanding I you know that eye contact so really understand like I said professionalism really understanding. You know, being timely with the email, but also just, you know, having your sign off and uh, making your subject make sense. So you're not, you're not just saying random stuff because, you know, that's how you're communicating when you're not in town with your agent. And um, I would say that that was a, a lesson I learned years ago was just not being timely, but also just like treating the email like a text. 
you know, and there's some people you could be informal like that with, but in general, you still want to, you know, have a good structure, have real sentences and, you know, actually, you know, put effort into it. Yeah, that's some very good advice, young man, because basically like a lot of people, particularly male models, <laughs> they don't understand where you're coming from. I don't know. I guess, you know, we're also in a, a ADD culture. Everything's yeah. fast. <laughs> Everything's um, yeah, it's like quick in a minute. So uh, email, you know, from the dawn, from you know, from back in the day for pagers, email used to be, uh, email is, is and still is somewhat the go-to for business deal memos, especially in that, you know, in the modeling industry. So sometimes your agent, they have things on the table for you or your manager may have things on the table for you that are that are time intensive. So if, they, if they're a little curt and a terse, you shouldn't take too much offense to it because you got to realize that they have other models that they're working with, other people and other, you know, that they have to deal with on a daily basis, as well as their bosses, yeah. other agents. Um, there's other castings they have, they have to get out. Sometimes they have to intake a new model while they're doing this, while they're doing the casting for you. So it's just a really interesting um, world, um, especially because everything's so fast. I mean, sometimes I, mean, I remember back in the day, you go into a model agency and you used to walk into like a Next or Ford. IMG, and you hear the phones just go beep, 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 beep. IMG, IMG. Now it's just like they're on their phones. Right. <laughs> they're not even on a computer. They're just like sitting there and like on their phones. It's so cool. So it's like that's like a new world. I'm sure that's it's going to take some time for you to adapt to it. But a I good tip I would say is, you know, send that email Sunday night because you don't want to get, <laughs> you don't want it to get lost Friday evening, Saturday. So just Sunday night. So it's the first thing they see on Monday morning. Well, I tell people that all the time. I'm like, if you really want to be seen, email that Sunday late night. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we all be watching Netflix. We be trying to chill. We just can't even go to sleep half the time, especially doing Fashion Week. It's just so much energy in the city because, you know, um, I just recently have been coming back and forth to New York from L.A. And um, the city's energy is just like, it's so much more interesting LA is like, you know, we have to drive everywhere. And, oh my gosh. Yeah, and it's so industry driven. However, someone with your look, I think, you, you already said you were at LA Models at the time. So you I was probably LA Models. I, I lived in yeah. LA at the time. Yeah. So you probably worked with, did you work with Paul or did you probably work with um, Mary? Yep, Mary. I have Mary, um, Oves, and uh, mm-hmm. Jared. I mean, Jared's with Wilhelmina now. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So you already have your leg in the industry. Yeah, um, me and Mary still still in contact, you know, still rapport there. So, yeah, it's all about relationships. So you hit that you hit that nail on the head too. The great segue too. It's all about relationships, keeping touch with your agents and your, your managers, stay on their mind. Like I said before, they're dealing with different departments, different divisions, and they're adjusting to the same industry climate that we that you know adjusting to. So it's kind of like you gotta like, you know, sometimes they don't even eat, you know. I don't yeah. <laughs> we're so we're always on the phone talking and um I'm traveling a lot. I do a lot of things in different sectors of the industry and culture and lifestyle, like cars and travel and destinations. So it's like it can get busy. So when you're on the road, you're you know, I'm either, you know, writing an article, talking to somebody, handling something with my child, or paying a bill, or paying an employee, or dealing with like yeah. you know, a fire in the office. There's a lot of things you have to deal with. So just try to be patient with your agents and your managers. But I definitely feel like models should check in with their agents um, at least once a week. Just a little quick email like, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Or just touch your base, you know, or even like offer your agent or director of the agency, whoever you have the best connection with. Sometimes your junior booker can be your best friend, too. You just never know. But of course, you mm-hmm. just, there, there's definitely a chain of command. Um, and you want to follow it. But at the same time, you want to make sure you treat everybody with the equal respect. I think a lot of models that do the best with communications and creating relationships with the booker or the agency are the ones that offer, you know, to take them out to lunch, take them out to dinner, um, or you want to hang out one day for happy hour. Like those types of things really break the ice for you guys. Or even right. taking, or even taking them like a gift. Um, a yeah, gift keeping our birthday in mind. Yeah, because mm. you want you want to make them you want you want to let them know that there's reciprocity, you know, yeah. involved and that you care. For them as much as they care for you i think the climate of agencies are changing now people are becoming a little bit more personal um, yeah for sure and a little more caring i'm sure you noticed the difference with those two years already <laughs> no i definitely did because like i like when i was with la models i never even occurred to me to like go out and have drinks with with, with the agents you know 
few of my model friends are like, yeah, we're, you know, we're out at happy hour. I'm like, okay. Like, you know, there, there's that personal touch to it. I think it's good to do just to keep in mind, you know, we're all humans and, you know, we're all sharing a similar experience. So, you know, sometimes you just need that personal, you know, conversation or ask them, you know, is everything all right at home? Because, you know, it, it does go past work. You know, we all have to go home and deal with what we got to deal with. Yeah, we all do. And we're all dealing a lot. I, I, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, is this real? It's like, it's like, a, it's like a dream. It really is. Um, and I'm like, when I'm going to, like, hello, when is it over? <laughs> so it's, it's cool. So that's awesome. So I saw your video. You were modeling for one of the one of the most talked about and buzzworthy designers right now. I mean. Harry Singh. Yeah, yes, very and, I was, and I was so excited for you because I was like, ah, you know, Black Boy Joy, because I was like, um, <laughs> I saw I saw that you made it onto the Vogue website. Yeah, I, well, so I was woken up to that yesterday and I was like, I was confused. I was like, Vogue? <laughs> Congratulations but, um, on that. That's the power of social media because I um, actually, when I was in New York last month, I was just looking at the men's day schedule and I was just following every designer. Terry messaged me the next morning. You know, we, we had a 30 minute phone call, phone conversation that day. So, you know, you know, people say, you know, Instagram is dead, this and that. You know, you just have to be strategic, you know. Wow. So I feel like you need to write a book, a handbook to model. <laughs> <laughs> because you're saying all the right words that every Asian manager that I speak to, want they definitely want to hear. That enthusiasm and that level of professionalism are great. Your ability to, to connect and understand the email chain. Great. But what you just said is even better because personal touch is everything. Um, you know, like you yeah. said, like, you know, you can meet a person and you can talk to somebody on the phone. If you don't hear that the voice, um, the highs and lows and the fluctuation, the pacing, it's kind of hard to, and difficult to navigate to what they're, they're saying and doing. And Definitely. then, um, and then you have just like us going back and forth on Instagram, you know, this is a much more fluid conversation. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was all, the great thing with Instagram and doing the, the direct messaging is that um it allows you to do like you know twenty other things at the same time. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. So like right now, a lot of us are using like um either in an office tool because a lot of us aren't going back into the office as much as we used to. Um, it's not really needed. To, you know, there's a lot of time wasted in the windshield time, or just you know the traveling back and forth, even getting dressed. You know, trying to put your best duds on is just ridiculous. Yeah. So what we found is that you know it's best to like have people remain at home. They they actually are more productive and they have more resources at their fingertips, um, whenever they need them. So it's kind of like it's That's a great true. thing. But it's, it's it's great to know that you um. Again, that you you have this hustle vibe. Just because you get an agency and you get re representation doesn't mean you should stop there. And I like oh, this. Yeah. yeah, I like this energy you have. It's really great. And this is why I know that you know Armand told me he was like you gotta like talk to him. And he's kind of special because he was talking yeah, no, about. I, I was the kid selling CDs in middle school in the lunchroom. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. That was so the Cat William audio. <laughs> I knew it. For I was, sure. I was, I was like, because, you know, we were looking at some of your video and I was trying my best and I was like, you know, and I keep forgetting that at New York Fashion Week and you're still new to the game and New York Fashion Week is a big deal. Like doing any types of shows, especially in the Hudson Yards territory is a pretty mm -hmm. big deal. And Terry is like always getting a write up in CFDA or, you know, some magazine or even us, 360. And um, it's just so cool. You appreciate all the accomplishments you're, you're going through yeah. so um do you think you're you're the type of person that is enjoying the journey or you just want to get to the, uh or you want to, you want to get to the end goal i don't know it's all about the journey you know <laughs> it's all about the journey and, and i'm happy to to go to cross paths with people like terry he's a beautiful spirit he deserves deserves everything that's coming to him but um yeah you you start or well, how do i say it? you start with the end in mind but you have to do what's first first Definitely. Like, you know, the, the end result's always, you know, lingering behind, in your head, but, you know, it's step by step. So you got to fall in love with the journey. Yeah, because the journey's going to have some ups and downs. If you don't have any downs, then something ain't right. Yeah, what, you, what can you appreciate? You can't, right, you can't yeah. have appreciation without having downs. Yeah, and, and I always say failure is success inside out. So, um, you know, if you don't, it's better you make these mistakes now versus you make mistakes later on in your career when you're, when you're on a Tom Cruise level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I definitely made them early. I, <laughs> I definitely right. made them early. 
and touching my hair like... without saying anything. You know. Oh wow. Yeah, just you know this and that. Not you know showed up, supposed to show up for digitals. Didn't didn't say anything till the next day. Yeah, so I definitely have learned learned some lessons. That's great. I'm so proud of you. What um I guess what's oh one question back on Terry for VA. How did it make you feel? This is the first time you actually wore Dodi or a sarong or male wrap. It does remind me of those. Um, when you broke it down to me when we had a discussion because we did a we did a very in depth discussion about the um the Dodi. It was I didn't realize that you put it on like that. It's it's almost like a shower, like those uh, Velcro shower towels you get. Yeah. With a day spot. Yeah, that's what I just, Yeah, it's just iron hooks. Yeah. I mean, it was it was honestly really comfortable. Like I obviously I've never worn anything like that. I have some of like my uh, African friends that have worn similar garbs, and you know I I'm very uh, I have a lot of Nigerian friends, but you know it was like a freedom to it. I was like, okay, I can get down with this, <laughs> but it was definitely a novel experience. And I like how everyone individually looked different. Like it, it, Terry definitely fit it to people's personalities for sure. Yeah, he de- he definitely does. What were what were some of the highlights of that presentation? Because I loved it. Um, I know I know he did something in February. Mm-hmm. Did you get a chance to take a glimpse of those that that show versus this? I this checked one? it out. I checked it out. I feel like there was a little bit more detailed pieces in the, in uh, this release, but a highlight. Uh, it was definitely the uh, the father son. There were some twin boys, and um, actually, I have the father. I have the father's card right here. Let me see. Kenneth Kenneth Elby or Kenneth Evie. He had his twin boys with him, and they had the blue, the baby blues on, and uh, that was a very beautiful just concept of just you know fatherhood, and mm-hmm. and uh, I think Terry's gonna be going further with that concept of you know father son, father daughter. Um, so that that was a really beautiful moment, and. Um, it was just, it was just funny because one of the boys reminded me as a child because they were fraternal twins and I was like that's a little me right there. Oh yeah, yeah. One, um, yes, right. They are fraternal twins. Doesn't one of them have blonde hair or a light? Exactly. Blonde? Yeah, exactly. Kind of blonde. Yeah, I was like that's then, me with the blonde hair. Yeah. Oh wow. So that's your actual well, yeah. Because you like it's like a Sandy Brown, correct? Mm-hmm. But it's funny. Like my tips are blonde just from the sun and everything. Mm-hmm. Like I never used any dye, so. But when I was a child, it was like a sandy. We could see through it. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I noticed that about, um, is it, you said E.B. or R.B.? Uh, his name was Kenneth E.B. Yeah, Kenneth. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah and, Ken, and I think Kenneth, uh, he has an Esquire. He's a lawyer, right? Yeah, he works yeah, in the, like black, black entrepreneurship. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I, I think Terry told me the story that he met him at a, a department store and he started talking. Yep. Yeah. At so, Bloomingdale's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's so awesome that um, he's able to empower so many people. And then I think it's so awesome, too, that he's so endearing and respectful um, that he can really pull you in. Like, I was just about to go get a skirt and go walk, you know, go get the mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I'm not going to lie. I'm in love with that jacket. Oh my god! Those jackets are freaking crazy. Oh. That jacket, that jacket you had on is so dope. That, That's another yeah. reason I call. And I love the color. So if you see me wear that same outfit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't be mad at me. No, I'm, I'm gonna salute you <laughs> because I was like, ah. that, yeah. that 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 color palette, the colorway that he chose, and the way he matched it, matched it, looks so cool. My other one is the one that Armand had on, which is the the camo one. Because oh, like, okay. No, so me, me and him were, were chatting the whole time. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah because I, he almost put me into the camo, and he and I were talking. I was like, honestly, the camo goes better with your brown skin. With me being a little bit more caramel, like the, the camo and the brown contrast worked better with me. I was like, Wait, this worked perfectly. And that's so great you said that right now. Another tip to aspiring talent, because you know your colors. Mm-hmm. You definitely know your colors. Because, I mean, my eyeline went to... For, you know, for the presentation, my eyeline immediately went to Armand. It immediately went to the guy with the pink hair. I love his. I like his look. I think it was so oh, cool. Yeah. And I love the um the Caucasian gentleman with the tattoos everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love his look. He was sick. He reminded me. Who stood out to me business. was uh, Stefan, him and his partner. Yeah, they're they're definitely giving a vampire. <laughs> Which one was Stefan? Uh, so he had the curly fro with a couple locks 
from the, coming down the back. Oh yeah, yeah. I love that look. I think we're gonna post that again too soon. I love that look. Wow, that's so funny you said that. Yeah, at first I was like, "What is this?" And I looked again. I said, like, "Oh my god!" You know, he reminded me of, and I'm I'm not disrespecting him at all, but his look is fly. But at first, you know, first sight, I was like, "Is that Jigsaw?" <laughs> Yo, because, because the way he was sitting on that chair. Mm-hmm. But what I thought was what I thought was a real good skill that I was telling our mom when he showed us some pictures of his legs out. I was like, oh my, you didn't see Jigsaw. Jigsaw, he didn't, you know, he didn't show all his legs. <laughs> so um, no, I, I think he has a dope look. He's a dope look. Yeah. And I love that color of him. I love the fact that this time around it seemed more like it was personal. It was very personal to you guys. It felt like mm-hmm. an organic, natural um moment and that you guys were um bonding. It felt like a bonding experience. When I saw the video, I was like, oh, I felt left out. It felt so it felt so intimate. And you guys had that live band or something. It was just beautiful. Yeah. Um, it was very classic, very um, very sophisticated and very well to do. Um yeah, you could tell just, people were just when they were walking around the show, you could tell they were just giddy. They were they were loving the experience and you know what Terry brought to the forefront for sure. Yeah, I really love his stuff, his uh, designs. I think his designs are unparalleled. And um, I told him that when I when I walk in a room and I see him or someone wearing those garments, it kind of makes me feel like I'm in an art gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, it shifts the space. But I also like the fact that the way the, the garments move, it's not like a stereotypical dress. It's kind of like, you know, it has a pleating and, and, and it's heavier. And it's also uh, has, uh, slits in it. How was your garment or your um, dowdy? How was it? Um, I guess how was it fabricated? Do you have like four panels on it, or does I was just gonna say it was like three or four panels, and then some some had um, pockets, others didn't. But yeah, it was kind of like layered panels, pretty much. You know. And how do you did you um did you have to walk up walk up and downstairs, or did you sit down at one point? <laughs> I did, yo. I did. <laughs> Okay, I wanted it down. It was a funny moment because I did the little like sweep under your legs. I was like, I've never done that before. <laughs> I was like, okay, but no, I didn't have to do any stairs or anything. But yeah, it was it was an adjustment, but it was definitely just like free. I was like, okay, like I got a little breeze. <laughs> I thought I thought it looked unbelievable. You are like it looks unbelievable, and I thought it was just like. It was so like beautiful to see so many different types of men, different body types, different heights, different energies, different backgrounds, socioeconomic status, creeds, belief yeah. systems, religions, sexualities. It just was great to see all of you in one room. Y'all kind of like was like, what up? You like, what up? I was like, what is this? It's yeah, you cool. definitely echoed my my sentiments on the on the yeah. group of men. It was it was uh every lifestyle, every every look, yeah. And it was so great to see the little the, the um boys and and they look so mannish and those I was like is that he that's okay I'm confused not only have you been you know sleep for two and a half years <laughs> it's like I feel like roles have changed because I because I mean the little guy I think it was one of the somebody's young guys that little Caucasian guy little boy mm-hmm. he's so cute yep. he's so adorable he um he he looks so mannish. Yeah. So managed. So now, when he walked in the room to get ready, he looked like he was ready to work. <laughs> he looked so managed. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Terry gives you guys, a, gives us all a backstory. I feel like fashion, I don't hear the stories anymore. Everything is so like microwavable content, microwavable everything. And I think he gives me just enough story. And I think it, it's not boring to me. It's interesting. And it's real. Did you gather any, gather any uh, of his story on why did he start the line as well yeah i mean you know what i what i've gathered from terry was use like this is like unapologetic masculinity you know whatever your lifestyle is you know you still you know can be empowered and be free and um wear what you want and it can be dressed up and it can be a a professional look it can be a a formal look because you know those are the garbs that terry wears he he said you know this is what i wear anyway i'm just (laughs) i'm just showing it on on the you know on different people yeah and, and another thing is is i was like wow um i will also for you a person with your look to me it is very you have to i'm so i'm so happy and i'm talking to you and speaking with you and you're in, that you come across as being very intelligent um very cerebral like you stand for something and it's just really great to see that there's young men and women in the industry that are like you know 
speaking their mind or, you know, or backing causes that make sense. Do you, um, are you affiliated with any community service organizations or doing anything in philanthropy that we should know about? Oh, well, first of all, I appreciate that acknowledgement, you know, <laughs> trying to be a little studious. But, um, I mean, I'm still involved in my local Boys and Girls Club. Um, you know, I was, I was there with, last weekend. Um, the uh, Isaiah Thomas Foundation, um, he does backpack giveaways every year. There's, a, there's an early childhood development or early childhood center that I used to work at, Multicultural Family Hope Center. You know, I give my time there when I have time. They actually paid for my school some years ago. I was in school for early childhood development. So, um, you know, it's definitely close to my community. One second. So can you just, can you elaborate on early childhood development? Like what's for people that are going to chime in or just don't know about it? That's, that's pretty much everything uh, before like elementary school, you know, really the, the foundation of education, you know, usually, you know, you can, you can stop a lot of problems in your neighborhood by focusing on early childhood, early childhood education. So, um, you know, it was, I, I loved working with kids. I did it for five years. Happily retired. I have a niece now, so she can get my time. She can get my time. But yeah, that was a, a, a big part of my life for a while. And did oh, oh, and I forgot to ask you, did you go to college or did you attend university and graduate? Yeah, so I went to I went to school for uh, early childhood development at Pierce College in Tacoma, Washington. And then I did an entrepreneurship and small business management program at Tacoma Community College. So those are the, you know. So you have your associates now? Correct. That's awesome. I know the world is so different because it's like right now you have everything at your fingertips literally with your phone. And mm-hmm. it's like you can go to school on your phone. You can. One you second, can like, I got some food warming up in the oven. Oh, great. <laughs> what you cooking? Uh, I got some Rasta pasta yesterday. Uh-oh, Rasta pasta. Love jerk, jerk chicken. Yep. Uh, Caribbean food is one of my weaknesses. <laughs> All right, I yeah, I just had to pull. Oh, I, I cook, so don't get me started on art still. All right. Yeah, you know, during the pandemic, we all learned how to cook and do artwork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my, my sister's a chef, so I used to uh, help her out. And what, uh, kind of chef, what kind of chef is she? Was she, um, she a sous chef, an executive chef? Uh, right now, she she does. Uh, it's funny. She actually is the chef for an early childhood center in, in Dallas. Mm-hmm. But when she was um, in my area in Washington, she was sous chef at a uh a restaurant called bar bistro um and she did a lot of creating the menu and created their hot sauce and did a lot of stuff with them their name is jasmine laster wow and so, yeah, you so she would have me she would have me prep for thanksgiving pe- peeling peeling shrimp and deveining shrimp and uh, putting me to work and see i'll, I'll get all the shrimp already de- deveined and already de- <laughs> yeah I, I do too though <laughs> peeled and deveined it, it is it's a slight difference depending on where you live in the country because you there's you know that stuff still has to be shipped to you so the shipping time kind of makes the the fish or the, the seafood or whatever you're, you're getting from whatever water um you know get a little stale so to speak or not as precious as it was you know four hours ago when it was caught but mm-hmm. um, that's cool though so you, so she did she teach you how to marinate and do rubs between and, her and my dad I, they taught me a little bit of everything. Um, I also did, I've, I've done some cooking classes. So, uh, you know, we went into like types of knives and how to hold a knife, how to cut the knife. So I, it was a, you know, I pulled from different influences for sure in terms of cooking. So that sounds like that could be another, you know, little, little side gig. Oh, yeah. You- down the, I mean, I've sold some $50 plates. <laughs> yeah, what what kind of plates did you sell? What, what was on those it was, plates? Uh, this particular year, it was, uh, it was filet mignon shrimp like asparagus and cabbage so something like that it was for father's day i did like a father's day plate such a machismo dish <laughs> <laughs> he's like forget me y'all steak and potatoes for sure right <laughs> yeah i was going i was going in that year that's dope that's so dope that's so cool it's so good to hear that um like young men like yourself are trying to learn how to cook because you know I learned how to cook when I was like I was I was cooking honestly when I was six years old. If you didn't cook in Detroit, you didn't eat. <laughs> Pretty much, you know, we have parents that work. You know, you don't want top ramen every day. Mama ain't come home. It's like midnight. She had two yeah. shifts, a double shift. She's been doing. You know, it's just crazy. So that's cool that you learn to cook. Yeah, I've been cutting and slicing and dicing. Potatoes and making French fries since I was like six years old. So that's, yeah, that's you're you gonna learn how to brown some meat. <laughs> <laughs> right, browning meat is like a whole. That's like I'm like it's 
wow, I didn't really understand what that terminology meant anyway, but <laughs> until like 10 years ago, basically. It was really cool to learn. Like I had a, uh, my mother's boyfriend at the time. Um, he, he was a sous chef and he taught me when I was 14 about marinating and using wine and table wines and cooking wines mm-hmm. and white wines and how to pair. And I was like, yes. it's fun. And then I learned how to, um, you know, um, caramelized onions. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, just do fun things. And then I was like, able to bring it all together. Yeah, uh, you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. I can make a goulash. I can take everything in that refrigerator and just mix it in one bowl. <laughs> goulash. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of cool. So that's awesome. So I guess, did you have any other questions for us? Yeah, I mean, 360 Magazine, what are you, what are you all about? Uh, I, checked, I checked you out a little bit, you know, briefly. Um, but you yeah. cover a lot of fashion events. Is there a mission statement, you know? Yeah, we're all about our, we're pretty much a UFO pop culture and design journal. Mm-hmm. So we call it a journal because, you know, if, if, it's like we try to be as personal as possible. We consider ourselves content curators, culture curators, not just journalists. Um, I went to school for labor law, nothing to do with journalism, but you know, going through that track of company culture and and psychology and learning about business development and you know doing those workshops and those you know those, those little you know those little those, I guess what do you call them like those focus groups? I mean, those focus, yeah, those focus groups they really teach you how to like they really teach you how to you know uh, really grow, develop, and, and, and you know a company from the ground up. Um, you you really never know. Wait, why you went to college? I, <laughs> I'm like, why do I spend all that money for that school? Mm-hmm. But um, it, but after a while, you get a certain age, and your friends are they're like, I want to start this, and they, they come to you, and they kind of they kind of depend on you because they know that you're in a vein or a lane that no one is really in from our school. Cornell is known mostly known most mostly for hospitality. That we have a hotel on campus. Um, of course, engineering school, architecture. It's one of the most streamed programs in America, in oh, the world. Wow. Yeah. So um, some of those people um, went to that program. Some of them, one of them was my frat brother, Akira Bryson. He was there program for like five and a half years or so. That program is long. I'm like, when are you going to graduate? Like, I'm, That's <laughs> extensive. <laughs> right. And you talking about, and nowadays Cornell is, you know, when I was going there, it was like $55,000 a year. Now it's like eighty. Um, for some of the programs, so it's it's pretty costly. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you? I was gonna ask you too um, about college loans. How are you doing with that? In terms of uh, continuing education, or yeah, the debt is it, is that? Do oh, you? I, I, I never paid a dollar. I never wow. paid a dollar. Yeah, I, all, I had grants and scholarships. Um, like I said, uh, the early childhood development center that I worked at, they they had got me grants for school, and then um, the other school I went to, I had grants and scholarships. So I, I'm happily that, you know, I'm not in a, in a debt situation and I'm fortunate for that. That's awesome. Who do you feel? Yeah, this is my, I think I have one or two last questions. Yeah. Because, you know, this being up too long. <laughs> you know, late Chop it up. <laughs> yeah. But I was going to ask you, what do you think you get this sense? Because you definitely have a business sense. You're not your average mm-hmm. person. You're not the average person. You've been talking about outsourcing. Um, you, <laughs> it's just like, who is this guy? It's great to hear, though, because, you know, when you talk to a lot of supermodels who are female supermodels, they're on their stuff, you know. If you ever get an opportunity to meet a Tyra Banks or a Naomi, you can just feel, even Heidi, you can feel that those women are on it. They're like, what? Moguls. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, listening to you, you seem like you're very, like, you know what you're going to do. Do you feel like you get that from your mom or your dad or both? Definitely both my parents, um, but my, my mom's youngest sister, uh, Lonnie, she, she's, a, she's one of my biggest inspirations. She uh, is a tenured professor at uh, University of Albany, and she's a state commissioner for, I think, social welfare from New York. So she's, you know, somebody that has done things that, you know, people aspire to do, and uh, she's one of the most educated people I know. So, you know, our conversations are always fruitful, but uh, definitely both my parents. My mom works in education as well. You know, at some at one point in elementary school, her program was at. Uh, we were in the same building. She put on summer programs, so there's always an emphasis on ed- education in my life. Yeah, even my, one of my mom's older sisters was a was a is a retired teacher. So, you know that you know I've always had books in my house. 
Yeah, I mean, dang. I mean, because, yeah, you, you're breaking down. It's almost like I can hear, like, somebody... And you say your dad's a real estate broker, and we, we both know real estate brokers are trying to prepare you to get that loan, so... Mm-hmm. Or to get that credit score up. So I'm sure... Did he give you any financial advice? It's funny. We never talked about it when I was young, but, like, I'll be around my dad now, and he'll get off a conversation. And, you know, I, I kind of... Other than just being exposed to it, I kind of studied real estate on my own. So he'll get off the phone and I'll be like, oh, you know, is that dependent on the underwriter or this and that? So like we have those conversations now and he kind of is, is, is a thrown, he's thrown it back because we didn't have those conversations when I was younger. Now I just have a, a, a foundation of knowledge. You know, I'm asking him, how did this loan change and this and that? So it's pretty cool now we know to have someone to go back and forth uh, about real estate and develop, real estate development. And um, even now when Seattle. I'm connected with this uh, architectural design studio called Gray Pants Studio. So I'm always picking their brains, asking them, you know, about design. I'm getting more into art and design. You know, in high school, I actually went to like a liberal arts school, but I was such a, I was an athlete. So I thought I was just going to, you know, get a scholarship somewhere and, uh, and get a business degree and do business, whatever that means, you know, do business. So I didn't take advantage. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Sorry to interrupt because I don't want to forget. What did you play? What sports did you play? Football, basketball. You know, I I, I traveled the country playing basketball um, on a pretty competitive uh, AAU team. So, we, you know, we played in Vegas. We played in L.A. We played in Orlando. We played in Memphis. So, you know, that, that took up a lot of my time. And then football, um, I started in third grade. And, you know, that came pretty natural to me. So, you know, I was a 10-plus year athlete for sure. You know, I even I took up ultimate Frisbee. I played tennis one year uh because my my aunt that i mentioned she played tennis at the university of washington so that was a, she sent me a racket i was like i guess i'm joining the team no. <laughs> yeah tennis is dope but when you break those rackets and it happens um they're expensive <laughs> yeah yeah so it, it happens i mean i tried to play tennis when i was a kid and i and i had a private coach and then all of a sudden i started winning and i was winning and winning i was like eight years old but it's so expensive when you break those rackets. Those balls are expensive. Those outfits mm-hmm. are expensive. So I couldn't afford it, unfortunately. Yeah. So, you know, Tennis, lacrosse, it. golf, those are, those are you know, high entry point sports. Yeah. <laughs> you don't just need shorts and a ball. Right. And it's so great that you, you know, we, we're touching on that, too. Because, you know, the industry always wants to know if you're athletic. You know, everybody can act like they're running and stuff. But it's, it's nothing better than seeing somebody who actually knows the form. He knows how to catch a real football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, football. It's like you know, there's certain ads and you know commercials. I mean, the models' careers now they last. I feel like they they can be shorter or longer. It just depends on the person's personality, how involved they are in their career, you know, how how much of a hustler they are, like yourself, and how well rounded and cultured you are. You seem like you can get along with so many different types of people, which is awesome. Um, I'm sure. Have people ever told you that before? I mean, I've been told I have the gift, the gab. I got the elevator pitch, <laughs> for sure. But, you know, those those are things I've worked on. It wasn't something that was natural to me. I'm naturally an introvert. So, you know, it, it, you know, you can get better at anything. I remember I, I watched this TED Talk. That was an assignment some years ago. And it was, I can't remember who the TED Talk was, but it, her thing was uh, fake it until it's real. And it, it was about, you know, stepping outside of your your comfortability, you know, until it, until you're comfortable with it. Yeah. Amy Cuddy. Her name was Amy Cuddy. Oh, yeah. I think I saw it. I, I don't remember. I remember her face a little bit. I do remember that message. I think it's on YouTube. It's kind of like one of those things that I always kind of previews. It pops up. I think mm-hmm. she has a lot of views on it. And then there was another one named Beverly, uh, Beverly Smith or something. She okay. had one. I think Beverly Smith. Smith. She's a comedian, a personality. She, she was a guest star, a guest talk show host on Wendy Williams with um, Terrence J. Um, okay. She was really good. I was... Um, when she did Wendy Williams, I was like, I was like, they, I was like, they're gonna give Bevy that job. She Go girl. Really, yeah, she was really good. I was like, I was blown away. I was like, whoa. So that's gonna be interesting. And then your gift the gap, you know, it, it could lead you to something on television too, like a talk show. You just never know. There's so many outlets for you. And um, and yeah, I'm, I'm ready for whatever's for me. You know. Yeah, that's good. And that's a great attitude to have. And I think a lot of agents and managers want to hear that. Like, they want to hear that you want it. They want to hear that you're doing everything you can. So I was going to ask you, self-preservation. What are you doing to preserve yourself? Like in terms of like taking care of your skin? How many days are you in the gym? Are you hydrating your eyes? Are you drinking water? Are you sleeping on? I think what I need to work on most is sleep. 
but <laughs> for sure, like, it, yeah, for sure. But, you know, I, I keep a cl- pretty clean diet. You know, I, I cook to avoid uh, eating certain things, you know, like I try to keep produce in the house. Um, and I, I stay pretty active. I have, I have an active dog. So he gets me, you know, going at least two, three miles a day. But, you know, I've kept up. I, I'm from the Pacific Northwest. We do, we hike over there. So you know, I'm always in nature doing something. Um, and that and nature's beautiful for mental health. Like it's a way to really just connect with yourself and connect with your environment. So, I, you know, I've always emphasized getting out on a hike, catching a waterfall. Um, I, I really want to check out some of the hikes in upstate New York. So that would be something that's on my checklist very soon. Yeah, upstate New York is unbelievably beautiful like beautiful and mm-hmm. going to Cornell hands down is probably the best campus I've ever seen in my life it, it, it to me it's like the Bali it's like Bali it's like going to Bali like I've been to Bali wow I was, like, <laughs> I was like what so Bali is so gorgeous like I still dream about it every day but then you know, you know Cape Town is just as gorgeous you like I always joke about you can't take a bad picture in Cape Town it's just crazy it's like what wow. if you take a bad picture? it's just so beautiful um you know, just being on that bay. And table yeah, I'm ready to get out the country myself. I'm ready. Yeah, you should. You have that look that I feel like you're very, that you can be very editorial. I feel like it's just a matter of you just, you know, getting those images and really digging deep and possibly taking some acting classes and try to create some some um, characters for some of your pictures. Mm-hmm. I feel like the best models they have, they create this, um, they can wear anything. They can wear a tank top yes. and some holy jeans. Or they can wear a pair of underwear and they're sitting there on a toilet and you're like, oh, what are sad? It's like some models know how to evoke emotion and laughter. Yeah. Um, I think that's good. Are you, are you have you been um, have you started your um, training with acting too? I'm open to acting classes. I think I just need to get with the right person, you know, so that I'm making the best of the time. It was definitely something I should have taken advantage of when I was in LA. Um, just because, you know, yeah, <laughs> LA. And I, I could probably find a good opportunity in um, in New York. You know, I've connected with a couple people. Uh, the gentleman Jay that we that was on the uh, the Terry show. He he works on Broadway. I could probably pick his brain about some things. I, you know, ask him. You know, who I could go to. But yeah. acting is definitely something I want to do because I've I've done castings where there was acting involved. Like it was probably a fifteen second c- commercial where I wasn't fully comfortable. I wasn't really like. 